So I am extremely excited, especially now that I got through the first service, to hear what you're about to hear. It's really, really good. Um, I was blown away, and you will be too. So about 14 years ago, we as a church felt this call to um, shift our thinking and go for um, a more external focus to try to do things for people in need, people on the margins, especially children. We didn't know what that meant. We didn't have anything to work with, really. And we just thought, okay, we're going to be obedient. Well, 14 years later, a lot has happened all over the place, but at the front of the line, front page news is Love Pure. Uh, this is our ministry in Costa Rica, where our own Chuck and Christy Badley, who were sitting in these chairs, well, not these chairs, because we didn't have them, you know, back when they, they were about a year old, um, sitting in this room, minding their own business, and felt this call from God to go start this thing in Costa Rica to reach refugee children uh, that they encountered while they were vacationing. And, um, and they did it. <laughs> they went and they did it. And so we have been giving our Christmas Eve offerings to uh, support them. They go and we try to resource them. And um, you're going to get to see today what they do out of the teen center, which a Christmas Eve offering provided for them. And if you gave over the past years, you can look at this video and know, or these videos they're going to show, and know this is what your generosity accomplished through Chuck and Christy Badley. So please give a warm Polaris homecoming welcome to Chuck and Christy Badley. Um, so I do want to start quickly for, for anyone that may be newer to Polaris. We want to talk a little bit about the community first. So Alex talked about having a clubhouse. Um, the clubhouse is in a neighborhood that backs up to what we would call a barrio, a shantytown, a precario, a slum. Um, it's about 2,400 to 3,000. You get on Google Maps and you start counting, you get lost of just shacks. There's no roads back there. There's no, there's no streets. Um, and it's just cardboard, you know, for interior walls, it's, it's plywood, it's sheet metal, just stitched together. There's no property rights, and these families literally squat these properties. They have been for 25 years, and it, it's funny. You can see some early days where they're, you know, 10, 20 back there. Now there are thousands back there, um, and the families that live back there is where we ended up feeling called to, to, to serve. Um, so today we're going to talk about the programs, and we're going to share some stuff. Programs are broken down into two components. Core programs, which are, are high volume, so like Bible clubs, where we can have 20, 30, 40, 50 kids. Camps, where we can have 120 kids. Um, tutoring, where we may have anywhere from a dozen to 20 kids. And then the second set of programs are really for among these families that live on the margin are the most marginalized. These are families that have so many oppressive factors in their life and complexities that you just have to get in with them and understand today, let's just make sure the family's eating. Let's, let's then make sure that the kids are living in a safe environment and, and then we build on there. So today you'll hear kind of a mix, but that's how we're structured. Um, and it's really good to be here. <clears throat> we're here during the month of December, just spending time with family, with friends, being here with you guys um, and just refilling. And we're also taking some time to reflect because we know that sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And so sometimes we need to step away for a little bit to see what's working, to see what we wanna do differently in 2024. And one of the questions 
well, actually before that, um, I do want to say that, that's, that there has been a big change since we were here in June. Um, the first year we were in Costa Rica, Chuck was still working part-time for a company in the United States. He was Zoom calling and they were super flexible, but um, in June we decided that that was pulling. Um, it was pulling him out of times that he wanted to be in the community. So um, super proud of him. He walked away from that and, sorry, um, we're, we're in there full-time now together and it has made such a difference having him in there full-time. But what does it mean? Like, we have people ask us, what do you guys do all day? Like, how do you spend your time? What does it look like to move to a foreign country and devote your life to, to making a difference to, to any of God's children that we can? So we decided to make a video documentary of a typical week. We didn't plan, you know, a specific week. This is just a, a, an everyday week. So we're going to take you through to show you what, what we do every day. So we're going to start on Monday morning. Um, our energy level's high. We're optimistic to go into a new week. And the first thing we do in the clubhouse that Polaris um, has funded, we do a uh, preteen Bible club. So that's what the first clip's going to be. We're going to head into the clubhouse for having um, club for middle school, 10 to 12 years old, more or less. That's open for about an hour. More kids will start to come in, and sometimes it gets pretty competitive in there. Um, and then after about an hour, uh, we all go to the back of the clubhouse, and there's a, a, a actual Bible study with the kids that's run by David Mena, who's a partner and friend of ours that has a little better command of the Spanish language than we do. Um, two cute things from that video. I don't know if anybody speaks Spanish, but it just so happens he was talking about Coca-Colas and hot dogs, and I don't know how he fit that into the, we just rolled with it, so I just wanted to explain if anybody happens to speak Spanish. And number two, you may have seen the girl with the baby. A lot of these girls are in charge of their siblings or their cousins for the days, and, and so we welcome everybody. Like, if they bring them, we just help them take care of them during that Bible time. After, um, after that Bible club, I head into some houses for some in-home tutoring. Um, and this is a program that reaches even within this groups of kids that are marginalized kids. There are kids that don't come to group things because they're intimidated for whatever reason. Um, and we do some academic things, but it's also just about spending time in their actual homes. And that's where we learn a lot of the problems that are going on that we can get involved with. Okay, it is Monday afternoon. We went home and got some lunch, um, and now we're headed up to Alexander's house, my 130. Buenas. Buenas. And there he is waiting for me. Okay, done with Alexander's visit for today. 
So now I'm heading back to see if Santi's home. He's my next um, person to work with, but I see a lock on his door, so I'm assuming that he is probably not there. But we'll see. Hola. So this is Santi and his sister Ashley and the cousin. We're going into Santi's house to do some work. Okay, done with Santi. Now I'm on my way to Kata's house. I don't think she's here. She stopped by. Hola, Kata! And said she was going to San Jose. So I don't think she's here. We'll give her a second. Um, she wasn't there, but she usually is. You guys have heard about um, Kata for years. She's repeating um, second grade for the third time next year. So those are one of the, that's one of the things, like I said, when we're reflecting, we're, we are determined to get, um, we've had, I think we have three that failed second grade this year. So those are the kind of things we're reflecting on. Um, what, what can we do next year to, to, to try to change some of that? So that was the end of Monday. And just quickly for logistics, when Christy's walking up that first sidewalk, the Love Pure um, Clubhouse is actually backing up to that. So we literally have a clubhouse that sits on the, on the edge of this shantytown, so it's, it's a blessing to have that there. Um, so then we go into Tuesday. We have another Bible club that we start on Tuesday. These are much younger kids. You'll see that this one is actually in Los Pinos. These kids are very young, and it's probably not a great idea for some of them to be out in the neighborhood. Um, just some sketchy stuff goes on out there, and it's just the proximity to the families. This is in Flora's house. Flora is working part-time with us. We'll talk about her later. Um, but this is a Bible club for the youngest kids in Flora's house. Okay, we are um, walking in. It's about 9 o'clock, about 10 after 9. And we are headed into club at Flora's house. This club is for um, more like elementary school, maybe 6 to 10 years old, something like that. Oh, here comes somebody. Everybody's here having their banana before club starts. About 25 kids here right now. Christy will talk about the schools in a minute, but they take turns going to school, so some days we'll have two of these clubs back-to-back. -back. The second group's a little smaller, but sometimes we'll run two different clubs that, that morning. And then this next video is pretty self-explanatory, I believe. Just finished club. It's about 11. Um, I'm coming back to the center. Chuck's in here having a meeting um, <clears throat> with a possible new partner who's going to help some of our moms with resumes and things like this. This is Fabrizio. Um, so usually Chuck gets to stay for that whole Tuesday club, but it just so happened this day that Fabrizio needed to meet him before club was over, so that's why he had to leave. Then, so normally we leave from the club together to go back to the Bloss house. And the Bloss kids, you've got, you guys have known for years. That's the group of, of seven kids, and we um, have only been invited to their house now for about the last six months. We've known them for years, but they're very um, elusive little guys. <laughs> and finally, we got in, built a trust up enough that we have been invited into their house. And now we go back two to three times a week just to spend time. Um, just pouring into these kids love We are now walking down to do some in-home tutoring before school starts <clears throat> with this group 
right here hanging out the door. This is the Blas family. Here comes Aiden. Como esta, Tico? See? Here they are waiting for us. So we're going to go in and spend some time with this family working on some tutoring and stuff like that. That was the end of Tuesday. We'll go into Wednesday. So Wednesday is our busiest day. Um, we start with a, uh, a group program in the clubhouse. It's a tutoring program. We actually run it twice a week. Um, and then we end that night, 8 or 8.30 after teen club. So you're going to see a lot of clips on, on Wednesday. This was, a, this was a pretty good Wednesday. Okay, it is Wednesday morning. On Wednesday mornings, we have tutoring in the clubhouse for um, middle school. So that's what's going on in here right now. There's about maybe 10 kids here, which is a good number. That's how we do on Wednesday mornings. Um, so I know you, if you're wondering why we're able to do things in the mornings, um, their school schedule alternates. So you have a group that goes from 7 to noon, and then you have a group that goes from 12 to 5. And so if you're in the morning group, you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, you go in the afternoon. And if you're in the opposite group, that switches. So that's how we're able to, the schools are, are too overcrowded to have all the kids at one time. So that's why, in case you're wondering why the kids aren't in school in the morning, that would be the 12 to 5 that would be their 12 to 5 day. Um, so after, yikes, I lost my place. Oh, this tutoring day was a little special because uh, Josie the tutor was bringing in some um, things to help them make a typical Costa Rican breakfast. And there they are making that. And she tries to teach them to, to use things that they have in actual, you know, that they can get, get in their own homes and they have the ability to cook. They don't make cookies and things like that because people don't have ovens. Um, but they... I absolutely loved this day being able to set the table. They took a lot of time and pride and, of course, served me and chucked those gigantic bowls of rice and beans and eggs that I think cooked 30 minutes. But we ate it. And, but it was so cute to see them have this pride in what they were doing because it's not something they get to do in their homes. Either, number one, they don't have room for a, a table and chairs, and number two, owning an actual table and chairs is quite a luxury. So the, uh, the next video, um, we're going to, so we have four mothers that we support. We talked a little bit about the, um, the uh, programs where we intervene, uh, and the core of that is food. So a lot of these families, they don't have much food, if any food. Um, we've seen them get food from neighbors. Sorry, we skipped one. We skipped the, um, after tutoring, I'm sorry, guys. After tutoring, I went to the school, so we do want to show oh, you this real quick. This one's important. Um, okay, tutoring is over. It's about 11 o'clock, and Josie, the tutor, and I have walked up to the school. Um, we're going to spend a few minutes talking to Sophia's teacher because Sophia's um, in danger of failing second grade. And we walked up to a, um, looks like a presentation that's going to happen. So I'll try to get a little bit of this for you in a minute. Some of the kids are recognizing us and leaving. And we became such a distraction that the teachers actually had to come over and tell the kids to come back and sit down because all the kids were coming over and trying to get hugs and talk to us through the fence. And so I'm not sure I'll be invited back to the Costa Rican school. All right, so uh, the mother's program we were talking about. So what we do is we start with um, basic food and then make sure the housing is safe. 
and then it makes more sense to start working with the kids on their education. So this is one of the four mothers that um, you guys are helping to feed. Her name is Carmen, and she's in our adult mentoring program. We set goals with her. We try to get her on a path where she ultimately can get out on her own. So she's got a little apartment, a little one-bedroom apartment here that we're helping her with and food. She's now working, so she has right, a and job. And she started in Pinos. Yeah, she started in Los Pinos. Now she's out by us in, in the clubhouse just with the one room. Um, but this is us delivering some food. And our good friend, Bills, I don't know if you guys know Bills from years ago. He saw us bringing in food, and you can hear him in the back. He's like, oh, Chuck. So it's, it's funny to us. It's Wednesday afternoon, and we are at Fernanda's house to Buenos Dias to deliver some food for their week. There's Fernanda waiting for us to come. It's time for her tutoring. So from there, we head up to Joanna's house for another in-home tutoring to spend time with her, three of her kids, Sebastian, Sophia, and Kedine. All right, it's Wednesday afternoon. We are coming up to Kedine and Sophia's house. It's about to rain, so we're trying to hurry. Um, but it's their turn for an in-home tutoring. This is Joanna's house. Let me see if they're here. Um, and here comes Harvin and Chuck. They're actually going to be working on the, oh, here comes the rain. They're going to be working on the electricity. And this is one of the in-home tutorings where I need Chuck because Kedine is a little, I think Chuck came up with the word busy. Um, so I, that's one of the ones that he attends with me because I couldn't do that one by myself. Um, so the, the next couple videos and, and photos, um, Again, everything back there is squatted so that people don't own properties. Some families back there have legal papers, some don't. The government came in last year and installed all of these big electrical um, poles, and now what they're doing is they're getting in with families, they're taking notice of who they are, they're putting a number on their shanty, and then what they're doing is they're requiring them to get an electric box, which costs about 100 US dollars, and then they actually cut the wire, that, the electricity that they're borrowing today, and they plug them into the real um, grid, and now they're gonna start charging them. This is okay for some families that can afford it. There are other families, like, like Louisa, she doesn't have papers. She can't actually get that, so they were just gonna cut her electricity off. So the next couple videos, we're going to hook up a legal box in Joanna's house, and then we're gonna run some wires from Joanna's house over another person's house, into uh, Luisa's house, and then what we're gonna do is just have Luisa pay part of the electricity bill. So we try not to break laws back there, not to bring too much attention to ourselves. but sometimes we have to get creative. I made the joke earlier, hopefully no one is with OSHA in here. There are a lot of violations in this next video. Um, so we'll, we'll go through some of this. Okay, now we're here with Kedine, who just had an in-home tutoring. And this is Harvin and Marco and Joanna were in her house and we're gonna um, she has to get an electricity box because they're gonna turn the electricity off tomorrow unless she has a box so that they can connect it legally outside so we are here with Harvin and Marco to do some work on Joanna's house I mean real quick when we say electricity in the house basically that's just they have one light bulb and some of them do have a 
um, piece together refrigerator so that when we give them meat to eat, they can actually keep it good. So when we say electricity in the house, it's not probably what you're thinking, electricity in the house. And a lot of times they'll get a cord and run different places of the house and so forth. Um, this is Marco. So Marco and Aguacate, or Alexander, we call him Aguacate, um, they are in our mentoring program, our teen mentoring program, and part of what Harvin does with them, he runs that program, is he teaches them life skills, he works with them on staying in school, he works on them on staying out of the local gangs, and in this case, he's teaching them electrical work, he's taught them uh, welding, so Bill's from earlier, he was actually down the wrong path, he's got an AK-47 tattoo on his neck, he came back to us, worked with Harvin to, to learn welding over the course of about a month and a half. He's now working as a welder. So we don't know how deep he was in, but we do know that he's welding now. Um, so some, some good things coming from that program. Marco is seen here helping Harvin. And then in one of the other, I think the next video, um, things get a little sketchy from an OSHA perspective. Aguacate is helping us run wires now from Joanna's house over to Luisa's house because Luisa doesn't have papers. Uh, here with my my uh, buddy Houston, Alexander, Aguacate, and Harvin, and uh, we're at, uh, at Luisa's house, and we're trying to put some what uh, run some wire so that we can get some electricity to the house. So there's no live wires up there right now, but um, looks like Harvin has a hacksaw blade and he's cutting through so that when the rain stops, we can figure out how to get this going. And that rain happens <clears throat> every single day, about three o'clock it rains um, to that level. So if you're gonna do anything, you just have to embrace the rain. Um, and during all the rainy chaos outside, here's what was going on inside Joanna's house. It's been a rainy afternoon. Working on some things. All right, so we, at this point, we think that we're good for the day. We're gonna go back to the clubhouse, um, and then we're going to have the Teen Bible Club that night. Um, we got word that there was a mother that wanted to talk to us that had had a sick, sick child that had been in the hospital that we had given food for a week. Um, and then we heard the baby was back at home or coming home, so we stopped in her house to see how they were doing. Okay, that's done. Well, partly done. So now we're going to the house of the baby that was in the hospital. We're going to check in with them and see if maybe she's coming home today. We came by to see if the baby was doing well, if she's in the hospital. And here she is. We're so excited. Everybody's here to welcome her. Oh, another... Just checking in with them and seeing what we can do if they need any more help this week. All right, we are leaving the um, family's house with the baby. She's home. Everybody's tired, but um, it's good. She's there. And the boys are taking everything back up to Harvin's car from working on the electricity in Joanna's house. And I think we might be done for today. I'm not sure yet. We'll see what comes up. Marco's mom is here. We got back to the clubhouse. Marco's mom is here and wants to come in and talk to us a little bit. Um, so Chuck can't do this far. Uh, Marco's twin, she wanted to talk to us because Marco's twin brother, Hamilton, um, we've, we've lost him. He's 
in a gang and he's selling drugs and doing drugs and um, yeah. So she just wanted to talk to us about doubling down with Marco and just really trying to keep him in the programs and keep him in school and we're trying, we're doing everything we can. So pray for Marco and Hamilton. Wednesday night's Teen Bible Club. It's Wednesday night, and we are here at the club. <clears throat> Starts about 5.30, ends about 8, and this is Teen Club. So they're in the middle of having their lesson. Every Wednesday night, there's about mm, 30 to 50 kids here, depending on the night. And this is another club that starts with all the games and stuff that you guys saw, um, like with the preteen. I just didn't video that one for some reason. They're back there for about, they're here for about an hour and a half to do games and then for another hour or so doing Bible Club in the back. That's it for Wednesday. All right, so depending on how bad Wednesday goes, I think some of you have heard the joke, we go home and try to have macaroni and cheese just to get some American food in us, so some... Kathy and Michelle came down and brought us some mac and cheese, so that was our, that was our, our gift. Yep. Um, so Thursday, as we start uh, with home visits, we also meet with moms. Um, so what we're trying to do with the moms, like I said before, once we get in with them, we try to be holistic. We've got your kids in these programs. Now let's start working with the moms. You've got food. Let's start to get you self-sufficient. Um, so we'll set goals with them. And what this video is, is I believe... Oh, sorry. So normally we do that. From yesterday, the, uh, the lady with the baby, Monza, she needed to go to the hospital for a, a visit, um, so she could have taken the bus, but we thought, hey, let's go ahead and take, take her down there. It gives us a chance to talk to them, get to know them even better, um, and, it's, and it saves them from taking a sick baby on the, on the bus. This is baby Monza. Either Unagato or somebody. Baby that was in the hospital. She has an appointment today. Uh, the hospital de niños for a for a follow-up. So we're gonna drive them in so she doesn't have to take the bus before lunch. After we get back from the hospital visit, it's time to go to the grocery store. It is Thursday afternoon, and Thursday afternoon is grocery shopping day for two of the families that we feed. This encompasses. 11, 11 kids. So um, we've started, but we have a buggy for each family, and um, Chuck's getting more stuff. So this is usually how we spend Thursday afternoons, and then when we get back, we'll message the families to come to the clubhouse and pick up their food. Uh, so Thursday afternoon, like Christy said, we come back and we bring the food. Harvin and I will usually talk to the moms a little bit when they're picking up, up the food. Um, and then Christy goes in with Josie for a second tutoring session. All right, it is 1 o'clock and we are here for tutoring. Some of the kids are here already. And here are these little guys waiting for us to open the door so they can say hello. Hola, chicos. Como están? We are during tutoring today, making rice uh, 
milk rice. It's a sweet dish they use for like um, desserts. And all these kids are in line to stir because it's um, exciting. This is something that Josie's working on them with so that they can actually make it in their houses. So she tries to focus on food that they have the ingredients and the cooking utensils to make. So this is a fun day for them. Son ricos? That was them saying it's delicious. Um, and then later that evening, we returned back to the clubhouse to help Flora um, with a dinner for her kids because they were um, in the preteen mentoring program because they were working on a special project. It's Thursday, about 5 o'clock, and Chuck is in the back of the Casa Club working very hard on sandwiches and um, some treats. I'll show you what's going on on the other side. I'm trying to move slow so I don't make you guys sick. This is Flora's activity and the kids are here getting ready for an art exposition that she has planned for next week. So here's everybody working on their art. This is Flora's group. So these are all middle schoolers. Well, late elementary to middle school. So this is a great activity. So they're here for four hours working on their art because they're having an expo next week. So that's why we are giving them sandwiches. So just quickly, the uh, the program that Flora runs, you guys have heard us talk about Flora quite a bit. She lives and grew up in Los Pinos and she was part of the programs with Education Plus, the, the group that we met that brought us back there that, that's a really good partner for us. She now works part-time um, for... Love Pure, and her program is we identified a handful of these um, kids that are in that like fifth, sixth grade that are really, really living in bad situations. So you like, for example, you saw Rachel there. Rachel's a, a 80% time mom. Like when, when Luis is off working or doing whatever, Rachel's taking care of those kids. And, and we just, we see these children and how much they're bearing. So we thought, let's create a program where they can just come and she spends what, four hours a week with them? And it's, it's two days a week, two hours each time, and it's just like, who are you? And, and she encourages the kids to, to bring an identity. Like, I wanna know who you are and what do you like and tell us about your families. And so we're gonna continue to build on that so that they can have an identity and see that they're loved and they're worth so much. Um, and so this was how she kicked it off. The art project was about who are you. Today out in the lobby is the artwork. So these groups, they put it on, they did a, a show for stories. us. And their little stories. That's their stories. So um, they did an art show for us. It was really cool. A bunch of people came. Um, they didn't, they had snacks out, but they were really, really careful not to let us take many snacks. And then when we walked away to the next exhibit, they ate all the snacks. So um, their hearts were in the right place. But if you want to see that out there, um, and again, that's, that's Flora's uh, program. Another program we're going to hit here in a minute is the Moms program. So also on this day, we do a Love Pure staff meeting. Uh, now that I'm able to... We're, we're moving into Friday now. We're moving into Friday. So on Friday, we'll do a Love Pure staff meeting. We meet with the moms. We've actually switched that now. We do the moms on, on Thursday. Um, but at th this time, we were doing it on Friday. They've got goals. And in here, I'm just working with Joanna. We lent her the money for the electricity box. And I believe we're talking in this clip about how she's going to work and set money aside so that she can pay back the loan on the, on the electrical box. Um, it's Friday morning. And we are meeting 
on Friday mornings we meet with the moms that are in our groups um, about um, different things, job opportunities, food. Um, so this is Joanna and we are having her meeting now. So we've got uh, six moms in that program today. Two, we are not providing food and house, helping with housing, um, but we are working with them on jobs. So that's, that program's starting to grow. Friday afternoons, it's just a picture because what happens is I bring all the kids from the in-home tutorings into the clubhouse for a group activity and it is complete chaos and nobody is allowed to video anything because you can't take your eyes off the kids that long. So we did, we were able to grab one quick snapshot, um, but that's how we spend Friday afternoons. This can get crazy, this, <laughs> this one. Um, uh, usually we don't work on Saturday, so we try to take Saturday as a day to go off, but again with the mother's program ramping up, and when I say mother's program, there is one father in there. With these kids that are in these situations, we figure investing in the parent, if we can at all, can also help to make this thing more sustainable. So a couple of days ago you saw me talking to Fabrizio. This is actually now Fabrizio comes in on set this Saturday, and we've got some, some uh, photos here. He's working with some of the moms. This is a teen boy that dropped out of school back here. This is Fabrizio with the glasses. He's doing an assessment on how they think. So he works in Costa Rica with companies to help, like a lot of us that work have worked in, in companies, like what are you good at? What do you wanna do? How do you think? That's what he's doing with this group here. We were really surprised how much they engaged. It was supposed to be an hour and a half. It went for almost two and a half hours. And then this next video, uh, this next clip, he was actually, this was the next Saturday, so we actually snuck this one in from the next Saturday, where he got them together and he was having them build products. So he just gave them a bunch of stuff, trying to think through how could you take what you have and make a business out of it? How could you sell and start to produce income for your families? And they were put into teams and they were learning to collaborate. So we're really excited to see where that goes this year as well. So about half of this week, I would say, were activities that were planned, and the other half is just things that come up from being in there and spending time, the opportunities that we find when people have something that they need help with. And so that's why it's so important that we're just there spending time in the communities. Um, we did have a couple of highs of, from the past six months since we saw you guys last. And the first one, obviously, is, our, is a visit from Kathy Michelle, which just filled our hearts. It just did us so much good to see them and share this with them. Um, the games that you guys sent have been used over and over and over and over. The kids love them. The cards that you sent, um, our joke is that we ration the cards, and every two or three days or on a really bad day, we'll open a card and we'll read it and think about that person and, and appreciate what you guys wrote. And we actually have them hanging on our wall and um, the prayer email that, that we have now set up. So a lot of the stuff that's going on there is just way too deep to put on Facebook and it's too heavy and to be able to have that outlet and to know that you guys know what we're dealing with down there and that you guys are praying for it just as much as we are is a huge help. So thank you so much for that. So when Christy asked what, what the highlight for me was in this year, um, the next photo is a picture of the Bloss House. So this was their floor. Um, off to the right, you can see it's dirt. There's a bathroom back there that's a big, there's a bucket, there's a big 
55 gallon drum where they take water and pour it over their heads for showers and then that's where the kitchen is but this area right here Joshua is their youngest kid he's two and I always joke I called him a mountain goat in the yeah, I got first in trouble service. for that first service but like, mountain this kid goat. can because he he grew up in this and learned to walk on this his balance is exceptional he walks up and down those stairs with no railing and I'm always like thinking he's gonna fall so one day after I fell um, because it was raining and water had come through and I, I it's like greased glass in there we said let's put a floor in here so the next photo is Harvin oh I think we might have lost yep there we go so Harvin and this is um, Marco right yeah so again in the mentoring program building a metal uh, you can see that's that's the floor we just put a metal thing on top of it because underneath it is nothing well you can see the stairs right there like those are right. my feet I'm upstairs that's the stairs they have Walking to go down. up and down so that's on our list of and then that's a metal beam so he put in this, um, he welded this, this steel in there, and then we, uh, we put some plywood in. And so now you've got just this really smooth, you know, I'm not worried about the kids twisting ankles or whatnot. Um, and then the next video is what makes me so happy, because Joshua, like I said, he's always like, he's gonna fall, and we put the floor in, we're getting ready to leave, I turn around to take a, a picture, and, and this is what he's doing. And that's Kareen playing soccer that we said was a high energy kid. It turned into a, a soccer It's like field. a dance floor in the house. So thank you guys. Thank you for the support. Um, th this is what you're doing, and we couldn't be doing it without you guys. So we appreciate the fact that you see value in what we do, that you see value in these kids, um, and that you see value in what we can bring to that community. So as any proud grandparents do, which is kind of how we feel down there. We have a photo album because Love Pure really is building a little family down there and it's growing. And, and an extension of that is Polaris is building a family down there and it's growing. 